Iki, the Extraterrestrial, is a 1982 adventure video game developed by and published by Atari Inc. for the Atari 2006 video game console. It was based on the film with the same name and was designed by Harry Scott Warshaw. The objective of the game is to guide the impermanent character through various screens to collect three pieces of interplanetary cell phone, which will allow him to contact his home planet. Warshaw intended the game to be an innovative adaption, and Atari thought it would sell well based on the international box office success of the film. Negotiations for the game rights ended in late July 1982, giving Warshaw just over five weeks to develop it in time for 1982 Christmas season. The final release received negative reviews with low-quality graphics, confusing gameplay, facing significant criticism. As cited as one of the worst video games of all time and one of the biggest commercial crashes in the video game history, it almost killed video games. It is a game in which the player controls the airline T.E.T. from a top-down perspective. The objective is to collect three pieces of the interterminal telephone. The pieces are found scattered randomly throughout various pits, also referred to as wells. There is no overall time limit. The player is provided with an on-screen energy bar, which decreases when E.T. performs any actions, including moving, teleporting, or falling into pits, as well as levitating back up to them. To prevent this, E.T. can collect Reese's pieces, which allows them to restore energy, or when you have nine collected, E.T. can call Elliot to obtain pieces of a telephone, or the player can save the candy for bonus points at the end. After all three telephone pieces are connected, the player must guide E.T. to an area where he can use the phone, which allows him to call his home planet. Once the call is made, a clock will appear on the top right of the screen. E.T. has to go back to the landing zone before it reaches zero. Once E.T. gets the force of the ship abandon him and starts waiting in a designated area for the ship to come, the ship will appear and take him back to his home planet. The game is divided within two six environments, each representing a different setting from the film. To accomplish the objective, the player must guide E.T. into wells. Once all items are found in a well, E.T. must levitate out of them. An icon at the top of the screen will represent the current area and which area enabling the player to perform different actions. Antagonists include a scientist who wants to take E.T. for an observatory, an FBI agent who chases the alien to confiscate one of the telephone pieces or candy. Following the commercial success of the food in 1982, Steve Ross, chief executive officer of Atari's parent company, Warner Brothers Communications, started negotiating with Steven Spielberg and Universal Pictures to acquire the license to produce a video game based on the film. Rumor has it Atari paid 20 to 25 million dollars, which 54 to 67 million when you adjust it for the 21 um, prices right now for the rights, which is a high figure for video game licensing at the time. When asked by this, Ross said what thought about making an ET based video game, Atari's CEO replied, I think it's a dumb idea. I've never actually made an action game out of a movie, and an arcade made based on ET property also has been planned. But this is even impossible to get in the short deadline. 
After negotiations were complete, Kassar called Ho- Howard Scott Warshaw on July 27, 1982, to ask him to commission as developer of the video game. Kassar informed him that Steven Spielberg asked for Warshaw specifically, and development needed to be completed by September 1st to meet a production schedule for the Christmas holidays. Through Warshaw, has spent more than a year working on constructive development schedules for games, seven months working on Yara's Revenge, and six months on Raiders of the Lost Ark, he accepted the base offer challenge of completing the game in a short time frame at Steven Spielberg's request. Warshaw considered it an opportunity to develop an innovative game on the Atari 2006, based on a film he enjoyed. Provided we reached the right arrangements, Kassar reportedly offered Washer U.S. $200,000 and all-expense-paid vacation to Hawaii to accomplish it. Washer had flown a via private jet to Warner Brothers Studios to meet Spielberg. He used the days to design the structure for the concept of the game. Four worlds with an objective. Path to choose um, the objective and obstacles. He envisioned a six-sided world that the player could float around in the setting, adapted parts from the film plot, E.T. Phone and Home. As the goal, the player needed to gather parts of the phone to arrive at a special landing site. Horschel considered the obstacles as an element would determine the success of the game. Horschel and other Atari executives presented this idea to Spielberg, who could not express their um, enthusiasm. Spielberg asked them, why couldn't you do something more like Batman? Believe that the concept would be too derivative of a common game design. Worcester proceeded with his concept, which he believed would capture the sentimentality he saw in the original field. Soon enough, it was like about an E.T. game. Anticipation for the game was high in 1982, and Atari hoping it would be sought out after Christmas gifts. In early December of 1982, the New York Times reported that the game, video game based on the successful film, especially E.T., would become an increasingly profitable source for video game development. At first, Hitler ordered more supplies than that was expected to be sold, but Atari received an increasing number of orders of cancellation as new competitors entered the market, an event that would not allow the company to be anticipated. Two of the owners of InfoWorld attributed to the cancellation changes on our Atari initiated in its relationship to distributors. On November 1st, 1982, Atari informed them about the contacts were canceled and exclusive deals would be established to, to select the distributors. Both of the two believed the action promoted retailers to cancel orders, which Atari has not properly tracked. E.T. was met with intentional uh, commercial sets, being a very fast-selling video games. But later on, the large number of produced cartridges may result in excess inventory space, regardless of E.T.'s success. Even though the game was the best-selling during the holiday season, retailers still stated that the figure sales did not meet expectations. Warner Communications also expressed disappointment with the number sales. While reviews of the movie was highly positive, the game was negatively received by critics, with the most common complaint being focused on the plot, gameplay, and visuals. 
The game received somewhat positive views as the editor of the Mighty Herald described the difficult game to learn to play, but believed it was dedicating learning through the time. To actually play the game, most people would have to read the manual to learn everything. So since most people didn't read the manual that came out of the game, the game was really confusing for them. In publishing the material written for more than a decade after its initial release, it has been universally panned by critics and is frequently listed as the worst video game ever. Critics often attribute to the poor development time. The time was really short and it was not enough time to develop with the timeline crunch for a Christmas within only five weeks. E.T. is often credited as one of the most important video games of all time. It is the earliest video game based on a movie, and it's the first poor quality film tie-in game. It was disastrous to story, caused the video game market to crash, even though most people blame it. It's actually because games were already downfalling at the time, only to be saved by Super Mario Bros. The effect on Sorry caused the company to shut down and be sold in many bits, losing almost fifth. $536 million after the game is sold. After a while, reportedly, over about 40,000 Atari games were disappeared and were buried in a landfill at El Gordo. Most people thought it wasn't real, but after some time, some people decided to go out there and see if it was real and dead. Only 10% of the cartridges dumped into the landfill have been found, with the other about 90% still being gone. Overall, you won't see much of Atari in this year's. Unlike games like Sonic Extreme, which have been cancelled because short deadlines, you can see it here. With games like Mario 64 bringing games to life, this game did quite the opposite. The game had nothing unique about it, like Scott Pilgrim, and... Overall, it was just a bland game, and was really unfortunate what happened to it. The game was probably had a lot of hope to be good. And so, thank you for coming for the final episode of Gaming Development. I hope you all have a good day, and good luck with life. <laughs>